Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July and back in our new normal world, things are getting busier, crazier, and more exciting. So that's awesome. Today I'm here to bring you more value than you came here with. Today's guest is Emma and she opened the yoga parlor during COVID. She is here today to talk to us about her journey with trusting her gut and all about her lifestyle and how she opened her business. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. I have Emma Brunette on today, and I'm so excited because she owns the yoga parlor in Hampton, and I have followed her for the past few months, actually, and I'm just so excited to get into her life and into going with her gut because that is a big part of our lives, I feel like, and sometimes it's hard to read what we're feeling, but let's get into it. So can you first start off with one thing that defines your lifestyle? Um, I think the biggest thing that defines my lifestyle is just the freedom to kind of live my day-to-day life how I want to live it. Um, I think after college, I realized that I might not be doing what I love to do while I was in school. So I kind of just had to follow my gut and be like, you know what, I'm going to give the yoga shot and see where it takes me. And it's led me to this point today. So I think just the freedom to explore, you know, my passion and the freedom to live the day-to-day life that I live currently is pretty awesome. That is so cool. And can you give us your story about where you went to school and what you went to school for? Yes. So I went to UNH. um, I started out as an environmental science major and then I switched to environmental conservation. Um, I did four years of school. I took a year off to do my yoga teacher training and then I did a fifth year lap um, and finally graduated with my uh, bachelor's in environmental conservation. Huh, that is so interesting. I feel like that's such a cool topic and very like up and coming, especially as the world starts to get crazy. So like, do you think you made the right decision? Like, what is your view on it now looking back? I definitely learned so much like from my major, um, but I initially thought I was going to go to law school, which is why I started out in environmental science, because I want to do like environmental law. And I, the more law courses I took, I was like, I cannot see myself doing this daily with all the reading and stuff. I was like, I might, you know, need to kind of take a step back and see where I need to go from here. Yeah, but, that's I mean, really interesting. something I learned a lot about. Yeah, I, that's so funny because when I was younger, I basically thought I wanted to be a teacher for a long time. But then when I was like nine, I was like, I know I want to be an interior designer. But I've always been interested in law and just like that in general. Um, but then I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could read all that. It's a lot of responsibility. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as fun, I guess, as like yeah, doing your own I think thing. The, the glory of like the, you know, the office lifestyle and the money yeah. is like, ooh, this could be really fun. And then right. You have to, you look at all the portfolios and books that you have to read. (laughs) You know what? This is pretty dry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, if you did environmental, that is a cool subject, but it's still going to be like a ton of reading. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of reading. Yeah, definitely. So um, when did you graduate from UNH? I know so many people who go there or went there. So I should have graduated with like my four-year degree in 2015, um, but I took that year off and then officially graduated in 2017. Nice. And when did you take your first yoga class? Like, how'd you get into yoga? 
So I started doing yoga probably when I was like 16. Um, I started going with my godmother because I had always had like, I don't know, my back was always hurting. And I also had a pretty bad anxiety um, Mm. all growing up from when I was like pretty young, probably like nine years old. So my godmother was like, you should come to yoga with me. Um, And I started going with her pretty regularly. And I just found it to be so helpful. And, you know, I kind of ebbs and flows with being committed to it and then falling out of practice and then getting back into it. So Hmm. yeah, I probably started when I was 16, which was 13 years ago, which is pretty wild. That's crazy. So it's been a whole journey for you. Um, That's awesome. And I feel like the best things come out of the hardest parts of our lives, like being anxious, like for me too, like I was really anxious, um, in some points of my life. And then I started doing like bar classes, kind of similar to yoga and I've just loved it ever since. So it's so, so cool how you find these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So did you ever imagine yourself like actually owning a yoga studio? Like, was that in the cards for you? No, no, I (laughs) did not. Even when I did my yoga teacher training, I was kind of doing it more just to like, get to know myself better, get to know my body better, get to know, you know, how to find that control in your lifestyle. That's like, you know, groundedness, mindfulness in your movement. So even going into my teacher training, I didn't think that I would even teach yoga, never mind own a studio one day. Yeah, definitely. And when did you open the yoga parlor? So I opened in studio officially last year on July 9th. So our one year birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. That's so exciting. So you started during COVID basically. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got my lease for the studio in February 2020. And then March came and just kind of threw a little curveball into my my opening plans. But that's so funny because I feel like if you listen to probably at least five podcasts out of my um series all of these entrepreneurs did these amazing things during COVID. They opened their businesses during COVID. They took this as an opportunity. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Aw- I mean, I feel like if we can make it through this past year, we can make it through anything. Literally, literally. Yeah. Did you have to do like virtual stuff, like so classes? I did, uh, I did start off with a virtual platform, um, which was pretty helpful to build our clientele before we actually opened in studio. Um, that way, you know, people kind of knew like what we were putting out there, what our class styles would be like. And I think a lot of like local people that I had never, had never taken my classes before kind of got to know like, oh, this is coming to to Hampton. We'll have to try it out when it actually opens. So it was a good kind of platform to begin. So once we opened, we actually had people in the studio and it wasn't like Mm. we were running empty classes. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. It was kind of like a test for everyone, I guess, including yourself. So that's really cool. Um, And you have a quote, just because you started on one path doesn't mean you have to stay on that path. And I feel like that has really described your whole story that you've been telling us. And how has that affected your life even more, you think? Um, I think you just always have to be open-minded and kind of let go of any expectations that you have of what your life is going to be, your life should be. Because when you have this like set feeling of this is how I'm going to go, I'm going to go A, B, C, D, you got to realize that it's not that feasible to shoot down that straight line. And there's going to be a lot of turns and U-turns and 180s along the way. So the less expectations that you can have and the more flexible you are to whatever comes at you, I think the more successful people will be. Yeah. Kind of that like resiliency in yourself and yeah. in your business. 
Definitely. And do you think um, that having yoga throughout your life has really helped you with the resiliency personally in your personal life too? Yes. 100%. I think I used to get really worked up about, you know, it's especially with college and stuff. I was like, you know, when I went to college, I was like, this is what I have to do. I have to get a like nine to five job after I have to school, all this stuff. So, and I just had so much anxiety about all of that. So just realizing when I did my yoga teacher training that I could take a step back Mm. and I don't have to work 18 hours a day and I can, you know, be successful without that nine to five job, you know, is really important and has definitely made my lifestyle a little more tranquil than it was before. <laughs> Definitely. And I think now you do like a 3 a.m. to like <laughs> noon type <I> job. <laughs> well, we'll get into that, but that's funny. But um, I think you brought up a really good point because a lot of people, I'm still in school, I'm graduating in two months actually, but I think a lot of people, thanks, I think a lot of people have that societal expectation that you are going to college and then you're going to be thrown into the nine to five corporate world. And that's it. And Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to have to do that too. I've, I've always known I wanted to be successful. I always known I wanted to be an interior designer, but then when I started to have co-ops and internships in firms and I was living the nine to five life, I'm like, this is fun, but I can't picture myself doing this forever. (laughs) It's a lot. And like, some people don't realize that till after they graduate, because if they don't have an internship or they don't know, and it's like, if you're unhappy with where you are, that's not the end all be all no job for you. You can evolve your whole life. <laughs> yeah, literally. And like you did, you went to environmental science, you're thinking about law, but then you kind of did like a 180 and went into like the wellness field. And I think yeah. that's so cool. And like, for me, even people are always like, you have it so together, you know exactly what you're doing. But actually, I look like that, but <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm doing. And no, but like, it's funny, because I thought I wanted to be a designer in a firm. But then all of a sudden, I got into sales. And I absolutely love sales. And I'm selling to designers. So it's like, oh, it's awesome. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting interesting how things pan out and like how you find where you fit best. Like, I feel like my boss always says it's always about a feeling. You kind of have to have that self-awareness. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Let's talk a little bit about your yoga parlor. Okay. So you opened last year, like what was the process of opening? So like I said, I had gotten the lease in February of 2020 and when I got the studio, I didn't take out a loan or anything. I was doing this all from like my personal finances. Um, I bartended all through college and I nice. continue to bartend and serve to this day. Um, but I kind of just, I had this big vision of what I wanted it to be, you know, when I finished, if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of was like, okay, how can I do this to be the most relaxing place at the minimum price. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was like, what, what does a good yoga studio need that when I walk into a yoga studio, what do I want? Good flooring, mirrors, good paint. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'll start there and kind of grow from there. Um, so it's just been, you know, little by little day by day, you know, every penny that I make in the studio, I try to put it back into the studio because I still haven't reached that like big picture what I want it to be yet. But um, it's pretty awesome to see how far I've come in just a year and to be making money at this point is pretty, pretty awesome too. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's so amazing how you literally started from nothing. And then within a year, you already have this great community on Instagram and just like all your classes and you kind of have started to create this vision. And I like how you said 
it's complete, but it's not complete. Like it, yeah. it's never going to be the end in the sense, like you're always kind of working towards that bigger vision. So yeah. I, I love that. Um, and I mentioned before your schedule is not a nine to five, obviously talk to us about your like daily like life, like getting up this morning. What time do you get up? <laughs> um, so I wake up at 5am every day. Um, so Monday through Friday, I actually, one of, one of my girls is home. She's in school as well. So she's home for the summer. So she's been getting up early on Mondays for me. <laughs> um, but I still generally am, am up. my, my body's in a routine at this point. So I'm up at five. Um, my first class in the studio is 545. So I try to aim to get there 525, but I would say generally closer to 530. Yep. <laughs> um, I usually teach a 545 a.m., a 730 a.m. Then I have a break. I go get my latte across the street <laughs> every morning. Um, come back to my apartment. Um, I live right on the beach. So I try to take my That's dog on a so cool. beach walk. Um, and then during the day, I generally have like 9am to 4pm free every single day. Um, so usually I'm, I try to be outside as much as possible, but, um, also there's a lot of business side that I'm responsible for. Right. All of it. So I do a lot of bookkeeping, um, website maintenance, scheduling, mm-hmm. all that not so fun stuff, but <laughs> gotta be done stuff. Um, so I usually try to take care of that probably around like 10 to 11, um, have lunch, outside a little bit more if I can swing it Love and it. then um, I generally have a 4 30 p.m and a 6 p.m class at night or I'll go in the opposite direction and I work at the restaurant you know for to close yeah wow that is so cool I love that you kind of make your own schedule and that's kind of the beauty but also maybe a hindrance to people who yeah. own their own business like would you consider yourself like someone who loves that freedom I assume or do you kind of get nervous with it um, a little bit of both. I think I, for the most part, I love it, yeah. but there's definitely days that I have like, <laughs> you know, I try to, at the beginning of every week, I try to make out a list of like little check boxes. Like, what do I want to accomplish this week? Yeah. And I try to like, you know, as I go throughout the day, I'm like, okay, I got this done, this done. But there are weeks where it's like, for example, there was probably three months straight where the top box was like, write our newsletter out. And it just never got checked off. Yeah. And there are certain things that I need to hold myself a little bit more accountable for. <laughs> and obviously no one's like above me being like, hey, get that newsletter done. Exactly. Yeah. Like back in my head. In your like, head. Yeah. <laughs> Newsletters are hard. That is so funny because in my calendar, I've been wanting to make a newsletter this month, but I had, I'm like, it's going to be a next month problem at this point. It's every, and it's like when it, when I sat down to finally do it, it took me maybe like 45 minutes to write exactly. everything. Because at that point, after three months, I know what I'm sending out to people. I know what I'm telling <laughs> them. thought it through a lot. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's so, that's so cool. I love your schedule. And I feel like some people are like, oh, I could never do that. Or they're like, oh, it's so easy to do um, whatever someone does. Cause they're like, oh, they only have like three classes a day, but they forget about all the stuff behind the yeah. scenes, the marketing, the Instagram, the website, um, all the bookkeeping, like you said, like when you own your own business, like I do freelance design. So I know, and like the podcast, it's like crazy. You don't think about the behind the scenes. Like I don't just turn on zoom and sit here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And talk like, I, I wish I could, but it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of scheduling. It's a lot of logistical stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think especially with like, 
I don't know, with how I want to like have that bigger picture, you know, basically every month after I do like bookkeeping and spending and stuff and like figure out, okay, what, what were the expenses this month? Mm-hmm. What can I afford to get next month? How can I improve the studio next month? So kind of sitting down and budgeting everything yeah. out and figuring out what, what I can do in this moment and what I can do next month in three months and five months, you know, that's always like big picture goal. At, you know, at the end of every week, I try to sit down and do my bookkeeping and kind of keep totally. track of that stuff. You sound very methodical, which I love. I try to be. I'm not always <laughs> methodical though. <laughs> but I feel like yes. I, I just know sometimes people, when they start their business, they're like, oh, like I have credit. I have, I can go into all this debt, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like some debt's like healthy, but I think you're being really smart and like doing it month by month, week by week. And you're like, I didn't take out any loads. Like, I think that is so smart because I'm all about personal finance too. So like, that's another part that I love. So that's cool. Yeah, I definitely got myself into some like debt trouble. Like after I took that fifth year off, I was, took out the credit card and, you know, (laughs) I think that put me into shock a little bit. So when I finally paid that off, I was like, we will never do that again. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, some, sometimes you just got to go through that, but I think it's so good that you're doing it this way and you still have your, um, side gig at the, or, you know, working at the restaurant. So you're still balancing it out, which is awesome. Yeah. Like with that too, is like, I try to keep my personal finances very separate from the studio. Yeah. Um, and with the studio, like for the first, probably like seven months, I didn't take a dime out for myself. Right. And then, you know, after seven months, I was like, okay, like I have my instructors have the amount of classes that they need. I am teaching the number I want. What can I afford to like give myself? So the first thing I started paying myself was my car payment every month. And that's just like a big chunk of thing that taken off the table. Don't have to worry about that. But then like, you know, with the restaurant, it's just so nice to have that like extra hundred, couple hundred bucks for myself. Kind of like disposable income in a sense. Like I used to work at ice cream place, like like when I was younger, my sister does now, she's like five years younger, but it was just nice to have like tips and stuff to just you for like whatever you want to do. So that's really cool. Yeah. 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 I think that's so smart. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you started paying yourself because I have a hard time. Like I, I, I'm very like conservative, I guess, with my money. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I have to like force myself to like (laughs) do fun things. So like, it's definitely a good thing to start to balance out both sides. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I was like, and I think with like the car payment thing, it's just like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give myself like, you know, say like six, $700 a week or whatever, you know, like some, some obscure number that I'm not putting towards things. But when I take, like, I'll take this payment out of this account, like health insurance, car insurance, car payment, whatever, like that's kind of how I look at it rather than like just a random, like how much do I deserve to get? (laughs) I know. Obviously I deserve thousands of dollars a week, but (laughs) not really realistic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's healthy. That's a good way to do it. Sounds awesome. And I I love business in general, just because like my dad owns a business and like I'm I minor and did business. And it's just like really cool to hear the back end of things, but let's get back to the fun part. So (laughs) when when we talk about yoga um, and instructing, like I've been to a couple of yoga classes and I feel like instructors have very different styles of teaching. Like, how would you describe your style? Um, My style of teaching is pretty, I don't know. I think I'm pretty different because I'm like, I don't take it too seriously. And I think I've gone to yoga classes before where everything is so serious and so rigid. And so you have to do this, this, and this, where I like try to be a little bit more understanding. Like everyone's body changes day to day. Everyone has different, you know, anatomy. Everyone has different things that they're going through. So 
if someone's coming to your class every day and then one day they're like, I'm going to lay in Shavasana the whole time. I'm like, go for it. You know yourself at this point. Like, I'm not going to tell you to do otherwise because you might be going through some stuff today that I don't know about mm-hmm. and you're here just to ground down. So right. I like to be as understanding and as flexible as possible with people, you know, like sometimes you just need to be in a room where you feel supported and feel loved and feel that good energy, mm-hmm. um, no matter what your practice looks like. So, and I try to, um, kind of like convey that to all the instructors, like, you know, especially with smaller classes, like coming out of COVID, we only had five people when we started Mm -hmm. able to come in. So I was like, look around the room, read the energy. And like, if you're like going in with a certain plan of we're going to do this and our class is going to be so hard and we're going to sweat so much. And you realize like everyone in the room needs something different. Like you're going to have to kind of reevaluate from there. And I mean, it's a big part of being an instructor is kind of reading the energy in the room Mm. and like figuring out what people need so I think that's my biggest thing is like don't go into it expecting anything really yeah like go with the flow read the energies and just let people smile let people have a good time and like kind of send them that love and send them good energy totally and I totally get that from your Instagram I feel like it's not very rigid and like it's not corporate or anything like that it's very friendly and it's very welcoming which I love and you're in the perfect location for that like Hampton come on people I know (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool so um and you live like close by I assume yeah so my apartment is maybe like maybe exactly a seven minute drive (laughs) that's awesome every minute of sleep counts. So yeah, it's exactly <laughs> seven minute drive. That's so funny. Which is awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, but that is so fun. And I love that you talked about like being flexible with your teaching, not expecting anything from anyone. Cause I feel like, like I used to want to be a teacher, but then I was like, no, I don't think I'm patient enough for that. My <laughs> sister was a really good student. Cause she's really good, but <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it takes a lot of patience, whether yeah, it's like kids absolutely. or like adults. So you just have that whole like aura to you. So I can totally see Thank that. I'll have to come to a class. What are some like proven benefits of yoga? that you've seen? Um, I mean, in my personal self, I think it's definitely allowed me to kind of like, before I have any moments of anxiety, before I have any moments of where I want to get angry or want to get upset about something, it's allowed me to step back and kind of say like, is this going to matter in five minutes? Is this going to matter in an hour? Is this going to matter tomorrow? And kind of being like, okay, this person who has their left turn signal on for the last five miles shouldn't be making me that upset, you know, like, yeah, whatever it's things happen. So it's kind of just, you know, taking the stress out of life for me, not every day, but I still, you know, I still have those moments of frustration, anxiety, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. It's definitely helped me to step back and just, I would say live a more mindful lifestyle and, and how I act in my relationships and my friendships with my family, with my boyfriend yeah Um, so yeah I I mean I think that's like a big improvement for me and then just like feeling wise I'm not like I played softball in college or in high school but I'm not like someone that's gonna go for a run like (laughs) yoga is my exercise Um, and I think just finding like that movement in the body and just like figuring out how my body moves and having the freedom to explore that and it's it's really cool though like kind of learn, learn your body a little bit more. Um, I always say like, until I did my yoga teacher training, if someone told me to like 
bring your elbow to your knee. I would have been like, where the hell is my knee and my elbow right now? Because <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, yeah it kind of gives you like bodily self-awareness and also like yeah. mindful awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so cool. And you mentioned your boyfriend. I saw him on your Instagram. You guys are so cute. Did you meet like in college or like how can you tell no, us so we actually met um through a mutual friend do you do you know of uh, the drift collective uh, yeah I've heard of it yeah okay so we met at a party there and um Emily Stearns who owns that was like you need to hang out with Brian he's so nice you guys are so similar no and um it took me a while. It probably took me a few months to be like, okay, like I'll go out with him. So <laughs> we ended up talking on Instagram and just, uh, we went out on a date and the rest is history. We've been oh, together that's, since. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's so cool. Does he ever do yoga with you or is that um, just not as much as I would like him to, but he <laughs> definitely comes to the studio once in a while. That's nice. That's nice. I just, um, with my boyfriend, like I am the one to work out and like, he doesn't do that with me, which is totally fine. But someday I'm just going to be like, you need to come. <laughs> he's like opposite. He'll, you know, if I'm home, he's like, do you want to go for like, cause he surfs a lot. So he's like, I'm going to oh. go paddle around. Like, even if there's no way, so go for a paddle or he'll be like doing pushups in our kitchen. And I'm like eating on the couch. <laughs> We're very opposite. That way. Yeah. yeah. That's like, cool. I need a class. I need someone like telling me to do something. Yeah. 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 Where he's, exactly. like, more self-motivated and we'll work out on his own and go to the gym. Huh. And stuff. That's and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like both, to be honest. I did an orange theory class recently. I might sign up for that. I like the group fitness because it gives me like life and it's exciting. Yeah. But then I also like going to the gym by myself because it's like quiet and it's like me time. So I can yeah, see both time. sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Um, I was just curious, but in general, can you give us one sentence to explain why people should start practicing yoga if they're listening? Um, I would say the biggest thing to start practicing yoga is just getting to know yourself better. And like you said, whether it's mentally or physically, um, mm. just getting to know the more you move your body in yoga, the more you realize like, oh, I didn't realize that my hip was feeling kind of wonky today. Or I didn't know my arm was hurting. So like, how can I make this better? How can I make myself feel better? Mm. And same thing mentally, like as you're moving your body, you might realize that your mind starts to wander like what am I thinking about when I'm on my mat that I, you know, I should be focusing on this, but where's my mind at? How can I deal with that outside of the space mm. and learn to focus and be in the moment while I'm on my yoga mat? So just that sense of mindfulness, you know, in your body and in your mind, like being present. You believe in trusting your gut, like we were talking about, like following your gut instinct. How did you find your intuition or self-awareness throughout your life in general? I think I've always had a certain, like, I've always kind of trusted my gut with certain things. I don't know if I've always listened to my gut with certain mm -hmm. things, but, um, I think generally my, like my sense of things, sense of people, sense of self has been pretty aware. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just a matter of like, have I always listened to that? Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten better about going with my gut and being like, this is how I'm feeling about this situation. I'm going to take a moment to think about it, but I'm going to say, my gut's telling me this, so I'm going to go with this. Whereas, you know what? I was probably in my early twenties. Even if my gut was telling me something, I would have like 
but like, no, I'm going to like, you know, go, you know, rebel and do the other <laughs> something that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I feel like as anyone gets older, you just gain more confidence, self-confidence, and that helps yeah. with like trusting your gut. So it, I guess if people are listening and they don't know how to feel their gut, <laughs> um, it's a good thing to maybe like work with them and start doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Go to yeah, exactly. And I, think, I mean, I think yoga definitely builds confidence and just like the ability to trust yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if you ever come to my class, you'll hear me say you're stronger than you think you've got this, like you just have to trust in yourself. And, you know, I, I hope that people hear that when they're off their mat and like mm-hmm. doing things in life, like can hear my voice in their head being like, <laughs> you've got this, you're stronger than you think, because it is true both physically and mentally. Like we are so resilient as human, especially women. Too. Yeah, totally. We go through so much stuff and we are so much stronger than like society wants us to think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we trust our gut and gain that confidence in your yoga practice or in the studio or, you know, in whatever activity that you enjoy doing, I think it really shows outside of your space and building your confidence in your work life and your friendships. Totally. And I have to say when I go to group classes and they say stuff like that and they're like, think about like a hard time or the hard day that you had at work and how can you apply this tomorrow? Like that really resonates with me personally. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm going to take this and like bring it outside of the room today. It's not just yeah. what's happening here. It's like, how can I apply this throughout my daily life? So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say in general, are you living your dream lifestyle or are you working on it? Like, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for the most part I am. And I mean, I live a pretty like simple lifestyle, I think. Um, I'm definitely not making a ton of money right now, but like happiness wise, like I think I'm happier than I've ever been. You oh, know, I work at the restaurant. Like I used, when I was in college, even I worked like 60 hours a week. Yeah. And going to school full time. And I think I just got to the point where I was like, you know, you just drain out like mm-hmm. physically, mentally. And now I'm to the point where I'm like working enough to like sustain my lifestyle. I also have all this free time. I like am outside a lot more. I travel a lot more. Yeah. So I would say that I'm, you know, I'm not a hundred percent where I want to be. I'm probably at like 97%, but there's not room for growth. Yeah. And because you're happy, because your gut's telling you you're happy, you know, you're on the right path, which is so important is to just listen to yourself. So that is so cool. I love to hear that. And for the future coming say year or so, like, do you have certain ideas or plans for the studio? Like what's in store? (laughs) Yeah. So, so I'll give you like my little one month. So, um, right now when you go into the studio there, it's like the big room that you practice in. And then there's a back area and that back area that uh, initially I wanted to be like a lounge area with like retail and like a refrigerator with like cool lavender and eucalyptus towels for the end of practice and that stuff. So in the next month, um, I'm getting like a mat rack installed, which is actually happening next week. I'm buying a refrigerator in the next month for like the cool towels. We're going to sell flowers in the studio too, which is going to be awesome. I love that. Um, we're going to have more retail back there and I'll finally be able to like start doing the lounge area. Yeah. Um, And then for the next, like, probably like in the next nine to nine months to 12 months, I want to start doing, um, yoga retreats. So we're the first one we're going to do is like a local retreat, um, that I just started having meetings with the location for that. Um, so that's going to be like, you know, big expense, but something that to invest money into. And then um, I'm hoping to do a retreat to Puerto Rico (gasps) where my boyfriend moves in the winter. Um, and he's 
So I would love to do like a surf yoga retreat and have him teach surf lessons. That is insane. Power couple right there, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. I was thinking like, I don't know. I didn't even think of Puerto Rico. I was like, Florida, is she going to go to like, I don't know, Cape Cod, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico (laughs) is is awesome. It's such an easy flight. You don't have to exchange currency. There's so much food down there nice warm water. (laughs) That is so fun. I love all of that. And if you need a designer for your lounge, call me, (laughs) but yeah, yes. (laughs) but, um, anyway, but that is so cool. And I love, again, like you're thinking it through, like you're taking one step at a time and you're building this beautiful brand and this beautiful business for yourself, which affects so many women and people in the area. So I love it. I love it. Okay, this is an important question that I'm sure people want to hear, but in your opinion, which legging brand is your favorite? Oh, I get this question a lot. Okay. I am Lululemon through and through on <laughs> leggings. Um, they are expensive, but like I, so I did my yoga teacher training in 2016. So it's been five years mm-hmm. and I teach like 18 classes a week. I am just throwing away lululemons that I bought like six years ago so they've been through probably thousands of classes (laughs) and they're just starting to like wear out wow Um, where like I love you know like aloe yoga has really cute leggings but just something about they're just not sustainable like lulu right right, (laughs) yeah like I definitely agree because they are more expensive but they last forever and they don't pill and they don't rip so no they're the best they're thick and they're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. That is so helpful. And I'm sure people love to hear that. So <laughs> are there any other helpful like yoga hacks that you can give for potential yogis or like people doing it right now? Yeah, I would just say if you are someone that is new to yoga and like trying it out for the first time in your life, or if you're like rusty with yoga, which a lot of us are after yeah. the last year, two years, yeah. um, don't be afraid to be like a step behind in the studio. So like if they say the teacher is on to the next pose and you're like, oh my God, I'm still getting into this one. Don't be afraid to kind of linger in that pose and be like, okay, how do I feel in this pose before I move forward? Mm. Um, I always try to give my yogis like four breaths to transition into meet. I always say like, we'll meet in downward facing dog. Yeah. And that way, if someone's like, oh, I need to take a couple extra breaths here. We're all going to meet at the same place at, you know, in the very near future. Yeah. So just be, being comfortable with kind of like taking your own spin on your practice and letting yourself explore your practice. Like, don't feel like you have to have that cookie cutter, like do exactly what the instructor says. Like if the instructor says do a push up and you want a child's pose, child's pose, <laughs> make yourself feel good. Like there's no yoga is your practice. It's an individual mm-hmm. practice, even when we're there as a group. So be comfortable to stray from the pack. Yeah, that's a really good point because I feel like some types of classes, whether it be yoga or like dance class or anything, like you have to do like exactly, it feels that way, but it's like good to hear that it's okay to stray a little away from like exactly what the instructor is doing or what everyone else is doing. Cause you're right. I feel like yoga, especially you're really trying to feel your mind and your body and your soul all at the same time. And as an instructor, like I love seeing people like change up a variation or like take a different transition because like that shows me that they're gaining confidence mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that right now. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling this way and I'm embracing that. So I think as an instructor, like that is the best thing to see your students, like 
start to gain that confidence and explore a little more. That is so cool. And has any of your students, have they ever become an instructor? Yes. So one of my instructors um, that teaches for me now, Kate, she actually started taking my classes probably when she was like 16. I want to say she was still in high school and she was coming with her parents and like a a big group of their friends. So she's in college now and she did her 200 hour teacher training while she was in college, which is so impressive. (laughs) Um, And now she's teaching for me. So it's like, She's kind of seen like my whole yoga journey. Like she started taking my classes when I started teaching and now I've become like seen her whole yoga journey, like from when she started taking classes to like now she's instructing, which I just think is like the coolest thing. Yeah. That is so cool. You're being like a mentor to her. I love that. Yeah. We're, we're pretty similar in like teaching styles too. Like I see, definitely see a lot of myself in her, which is. Oh, that's awesome. And how many instructors do you have? I have. I want to say six right now. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So, or maybe I'm trying to think. So it's me, Kate, Caitlin, Kelly, (laughs) um, Rachel, Danny, and then Mary Jean. So yeah, seven, including me. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. You've grown a lot. So that is so cool. Yeah. Started with just like me and then Kate, Kelly, and Caitlin were teaching like one class a week. So now, you know, we're spread out a little bit more, which is nice. Good. All the K names <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, so what is one last piece of advice you can leave with my audience when it comes to living a balanced lifestyle? Um, I think in order to live that balanced lifestyle, you just have to be a little bit softer with yourself and you have to be more understanding and let go of expectations of what life should be. I think that's really good for people like me to hear too, because I feel like I am type A and like, I feel like I have all these expectations and when things don't meet them, it's upsetting sometimes. And I I have gotten a ton better since like I was younger, but that is just so refreshing to hear. So thank you for that. And like, can you plug yourself? Where can people find you and how can they sign up for your classes? Awesome. So um, they can find the studio on Instagram. It's at the yoga parlor. And then um, you can sign up on our website, which is the or you can download the free mind body app, um, which is just our booking app that we go through. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me on Instagram at Emma brunette. Perfect. Thank you so much. So definitely check her out. Sign up for a class or two. I'll definitely have to visit next time I'm in New Hampshire. Absolutely. But yeah, this was so much fun. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening.